0: Thank you. But thank you guys for everyone for staying. This is nice to have more people in the crowd than on stage for once. Uh, That's nice. No, it's a push. Is it equal? Yeah. Ah, all right. Well, whatever. We'll call it a. We'll That's call. a stab sellout. That's a s- <laughs> all right. So here we go. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's
1: team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called...
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, at all these people cheering. So many people cheering. Amazing. Oh, Welcome to Scab uh here on Broadway, 1710 Broadway, Sacramento, Stab. California, 95818. Pretty impressive. We're in a good we're in a good zip code tonight. Uh, are you ready to meet your contestants? Stab. Yes? Okay, Nick McGavern. Hello. Yes, right there. <laughs> Jeff Brown. Hello. Mm. Why is my voice going? <laughs>
1: do it we believe in you
0: court Hansen. Oh. <laughs> jesse jones <laughs> i forgot what the gag was i forgot your name court i saw i'm so sorry <laughs> but i sold it as my voice was going out was that uh, believable
2: it, it was i believe it. my name
0: is uh, hi guys Welcome to the show Nick how are you I'm good, yeah how are you do you feel i've I felt like should is it okay that I placed you this close to me
3: yeah no i I mean my mind always goes through like what does the placement mean like in order of you know
0: strong opener
3: okay good I'm hoping that's what it means it does
0: it's you're the lead leadoff batter. You're the Ricky Henderson of staff. Right. because that...
3: I'm like Dick Cheney throwing out the first
0: pitch. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Are you related to baseball there for a sec. Good try. <laughs> good job. That was good. That was good. Thank you very much. Welcome. Welcome. For, Thank welcome, you. Welcome to stuff. <laughs> Jeff Brown. Hi. We got beanies on. Hell
4: yeah. Jesse should down.
0: have a beanie on, so we'll stay in pattern. Oh, <laughs> Could yeah. you... Odds and even. <laughs> yeah. That's how I differentiate myself in the pack. So <laughs> many white guys with beards on stage
5: <laughs> right Ooh. now. Not it's me. Very... Yeah. Fresh <laughs> as a baby.
6: <laughs>
0: Jeff,
5: how are you? I'm hanging in there, John. Yeah?
0: Do you feel like your name uh represents you well?
5: I think it does. It's uh, I used to be called J B in high school and I realized that it's Ooh. the exact same amount of syllables as just saying my name. <laughs> Jeff Brown. <laughs> yeah. J B
0: right. <laughs> well that's good. Yeah. <laughs>
5: A fact about me
0: court very good court <laughs> hey i don't know why i blanked your name it's all right i don't know many people named court so me i think neither. that's why i was like is it a real name that i, I if
6: i would nope <laughs> it's not <laughs> my parents made it up i like
0: it which do you have any brothers or sisters yeah i got a brother judge and jury is that <laughs> no judge or jury no that's is that nice. a joke you've heard before
6: your Not life. that version of it, <laughs> Okay. Well. But the same premise. <laughs> well,
0: Thank you for staying on stage after that. After I said that, I appreciate yeah. your wherewithal. <laughs> all right. Jesse Jones. Yeah. Let's play Stab right now. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> it's all right. This first segment's called Reorganization. Uh, please take the following acronym Reimagine It. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, being that. This week is International Pooper Scoopers Week. I don't know if you knew that. It's International Pooper Scooper Week. Today's acronym is dog shit. D-O-G-S-H-I-T, which I never pick up. I never pick up my dog shit. I'm rude like that. Okay. You're part of the problem. Yep, whatever. (laughs) It's too warm and it makes me gross. (laughs) It makes me feel gross. Not now. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, what does dog shit mean to you?
3: Um, okay, so I want—I once took a trip to Australia, and this is actually an acronym they use all the time down there. Um, it's sort of similar to the American idioms, uh, does a bear crab in the woods, or is the Pope Catholic? Uh, it stands for, do ostriches give sloppy head? In it, Tom. <laughs> um, and Tom is just sort of a default name in Australia. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, it is taken for granted in Australia that ostriches give great sloppy head. Um, I didn't have the chance to experience it for myself when I was down there, but given the ostrich's long neck and powerful legs, it does make sense. And you really have to trust uh, that Australians know what they're talking about because having sex with animals is sort of the Australian national pastime. Uh, not a lot of people know this, but the real reason Stever when Got killed by that stingray is because he was fucking its wife. Uh, wow. It's tragic. <laughs> Very good. Very
0: good. Very good. Jeff Brown, what does dog shit mean to you?
5: All right, dog shit. <clears throat> so it's Friday night. You've had a long week at work. You know, it's time to finally cut loose. You and your friends head on over to a local house party, as they pop up just everywhere in my neighborhood, <laughs> where things are, quote, off the chain. The night's momentum feels unstoppable. Shots, alluring glances, and Twitter handles are exchanged. Selfies are taken and memories cemented. It seems like this party will go on forever, until the speakers fall silent for a moment and a familiar voice fills the room. Oh, 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 op. Oh. Opa Gangnam style. (laughs) The room's energy dissipates, and the dance floor clears, save for three drunk college guys who knew early on that they weren't getting late tonight. (laughs) Suddenly, everyone heads towards the door, the night stained by a song that no one actually enjoys listening to anymore. There are no sexy ladies left. God is dead. (laughs) Such a tragedy could have been avoided if the host of this party had invoked dog shit. Which stands for Don't Opa Gangam Style. Hey, it's 2019! <laughs> Overseen by OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, dog shit exists to give homeowners, clubs, and rave organizers the tools needed to maintain a safe environment for employees, as well as the tools to keep pop songs that outlived their welcome from re entering the public consciousness. How often do you hear Mambo number five nowadays? <laughs> Almost never you have programs like dog shit to think for that. You're welcome America
0: Very good Jeff Brown Dogshit. <laughs> All right court What does dog shit mean to you?
6: When I was assigned to this far-off corner of the world I knew that I would be in for a culture shock But what I did not expect was that the creatures of legend those mythical frolickers in the garden of the great god pan were in fact very real my plane landed in Nairobi, and, found, and I found my driver waiting for me at the bottom of the escalator. I did not know this man. He told me that my supervisors had hired him, and that he would take me where I needed to go. <laughs> this should have made me suspicious, but I had downed 14 gin and tonics over the course of the flight, and I could barely see, let alone worry about getting into a car with a stranger in an unfamiliar land. Too exhausted, to, too exhausted to take in the sights around me, the gentle rocking of the taxi quickly pushed me over the ledge and into the chasm of sleep. I awoke to the harsh drum of flu- sorry, the harsh hum of, flore- <laughs> of fluorescent lights. This was some sort of office building, yes, but there were skins of a great many beasts decorating the walls, where motivational posters of kitty cats ought to be. As my earsight came into focus, I came to realize that the bustling office around me was not alive with Swahili or English, but a wet, violent grunting. (laughs) (laughs) I suspect you're beginning to wonder where you are, came an authoritative voice from the blurry figure standing in front of me. My eyes still had not adjusted to the light, plus I was probably still drunk from the flight and couldn't see straight anyway. You're here to pay your tribute, he continued, to Erm, the great goblin sorcerer of the underground kingdom. I had no idea who Erm was, but I took him seriously once I realized that it was not a man before me, but a mighty orc. Erm's <laughs> <laughs> goblin assistant, Leonard, proceeded to explain to me that if Globocell wanted any chance at tapping into the lucrative goblin cave mobile phone market, I would have to take part in Lurg." The annual ritual to curry favor with erm and his book of nasty spells (laughs) now i'm a good christian man and i don't take kindly to folks requesting i worship their false idol but when a dang four real goblin is staring you down across a mahogany desk in the lobby of a goblin office it's easy to forget about the promises of a christly afterlife (laughs) they fortunately had a spare suit of bones and sandworm skin for me to wear during the ritual which largely consisted of paperwork signed in my own blood. I also had to drink of goblin blood, which was a little gross. All in all, it was a pretty normal office day, except for all of the blood loss slash gain. (laughs) When the ritual was complete, a glow began to emit from behind the office door marked Erm the Goblin Sorcerer. The glow quickly became a blinding supernova of light, while goblins danced among the flames, their shadows stretched across the cubicle walls. Their chanting grew to a cacophonous climax, and suddenly the room was silent. I woke up on the plane back to New York City, disoriented and surrounded by empty cups still coated with dew-like droplets of gin. Was anything I saw real? Am I just an alcoholic? I rest for much of the weekend and prepare for the worst on Monday when I would return to work. After all, I blacked out drunk and failed to secure any any deal in Kenya, so I doubted my job would be waiting for me. I groggily punch nine on the elevator, trying to secure my vomit in my stomach as I feel the wicked G-forces begin to upset it. The elevator reaches the ninth floor, and the doors open. Surprise! All around me are my beloved peers, cheering my name and slapping me on the back. A cake is cut, though I know not the occasion. My boss, Mr. Globo, silences the room and begins a toast. All these years, we've tried to compete with the big-brand the big <laughs> cell phone companies, but we could not get a foothold on the market. Then I heard tale of a new market, an underground market, the goblin market. These famously, famously reclusive underground dwellers rarely do business with the outside world, but you, my boy, have cracked the code. You achieved what thousands before you could not. You signed a cell phone contract with the goblin world. The ancient prophecies were true. Deification of goblin sorcerers helps increase trade.
0: (laughs) Very good. Very good. I kind of want to watch that movie again. (laughs) Jesse, what does dog shit mean to you?
1: Almost the exact opposite.
0: (laughs) Hey, Terry.
2: You're super good with that picture shop stuff, right? Yeah. So if, like, I were to invite you to it, could I get you to do me a solid, like, (laughs) turn? Come on, turn. Vanessa's going to be there. (laughs) Vanessa and Minder. Me, Vanessa, Minda, and all our titties. (laughs) And you can be there with all that, too. I just need you to use your dumb nerd brain skills to help me make this party a soup. To help this. Help make this party be super chainless. <laughs> Design our groovy sop, sock hop invitations, Tara. Shut up. I know, Tara. Shut up. Because I already know that a sock hop wouldn't be groovy, Tara. <laughs> I understand that it wouldn't have been... <laughs> that it would have been impossible for a sock hop to be groovy. Simply because the two parts belong in inconsistent periods of time. <laughs> but that's the point, Terry. It's like a, a total thought experiment. Imagine what sock hops would have been like if either they were first created in the 60s. Or if the 50s had been more infused with hippie spirit bullshit. <laughs> I don't understand how you don't get this, Terry. This party is 75% of my thesis, Tarrant. No, no. This isn't like when I asked you to design our radical grunge party invitations, Tarrant. This is completely different. It is. But it, is, No, it is. Okay, you know what, Tarrant? We don't need you anyway. You had your chance, Tarrant, and you blew it. All you had to do was tap-tap your little mouse buttons and make something cool for me, and I totally would have made Jalinda let you (laughs) tap-tap her little blouse buttons. But you ruined it, Terry. You ruined it! (sighs) So sorry, Terry. Looks like another night of rubbing one out to naked Asian cartoons for you. And to think, you could have quietly rubbed one out behind my stepdad's couch. (laughs) (laughs) While Kimmel and I fake pretended to be slutty fun sluts together (laughs) during my totally rigged spin the bottle game. And all you had to do was design our groovy sock hop (laughs) invitations.
0: Very good. Very good. That was fun. (laughs) That brings us to our next segment called the top three Google searches of uh, please have composed three. The top three Google searches from the perspective of former Vice President Joe Biden. What's he Google searching these days? (laughs) Let's hear.
3: Am I doing all three? One at a time. One at a time. Okay. Okay. uh, First one, Joe Biden cool, comma, not creepy, comma, normal behavior.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Zero results. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff. Age of consent in Delaware for aggressive spooning.
6: What are Joe Biden's policies?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jesse? Barack Obama's white friend.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nick? Uh, How to get an invite to Jeffrey Epstein's private island.
5: Is it okay to say the N-word if you have one
6: black friend? Oh. <laughs> Court? Mail order a box of women's hair discreet? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just a... Barack Obama's other white friend?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nick, you're third of three. How many
3: years of public groping does the sympathy from your son's death bite? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, oh, wow. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I think you go to Wolfram Alpha for that
4: one. <laughs> 23
5: and me. Why do I look like Bob Barker?
6: <laughs> Louis C.K. Comeback set. <laughs>
0: and Jesse Jones.
2: Pepe McBiden 2020. 2020. <laughs>
0: There it is. That was the top three Google searches a, from the perspective of <laughs> former vice president, Joseph it's a C. Biden the third. I don't know if that's real.
4: <laughs>
0: that brings us to our third of five segments of the evening. Uh, this one's called This Was Today Once. Nick McGavern. Today is National Flash Drive Day. Uh, also on this very date, 1949, a fire in a hospital in Effingham, Illinois, kills 77 people and leads to nationwide fire code improvements in the United States. Uh, How'd you choose to celebrate these uh, two events together?
3: Okay. I know why I was given this one. We can dispense with the code here, John. Yes, obviously I am known as the infamous Sacramento flash driver because I drive around town completely naked in my special custom-made see-through plexiglass car. Honestly, I can't seem to go anywhere without people bringing this shit up. And John, if you wanted me to talk about this, you could have just asked me. You didn't have to make up this nonsense about a national flash drive day or a fire that killed 77 people, which is an obvious reference to the fact that I've been fired by 77 people because I refuse to stop doing this. So people are always asking me why I do it, and I'll put the speculation to rest once and for all. It's a political statement. If you feel horrified when you see my balls and ass while I'm driving, that's good, because that's how you should feel when you see anyone driving, because of global warming. Also, it's a deeply rooted sexual compulsion. (laughs)
0: Very good, Nick. Very good. I'm sorry for bringing that up. I apologize. (laughs) Jeff Brown, on this date, 1792, the United States President George Washington exercises his authority to veto a bill, the first time this power is used in the United States. Also, on this very na- date, date 1951, Belarusian hurd- hurdler Yevgeny Gravlenko was born. That, that's a tough sentence. Also, on this date, 1951, Bela—is it would it be Belarusian? I think Bel-Russian? Belarusian. Belarusian? Belarusian. From Belarus? All right. Uh, Yevgeny (laughs) (laughs) Gavrilenko was born. How did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem?
5: Well, John, uh, in order of Belarusian, (laughs) hurdler Yevgeny Gavrilenko, uh, and in honor of the first veto ever exercised by a president, and not just any president, our first president, I am taking time today... To veto you, John Ross. That's right, I am vetoing you for making me spend 23 minutes trying to learn how to pronounce Yevgeny Gavrilenko's name. 23 minutes, John, time I could have spent watching the newest episode of Young Sheldon without advertisements on CBS All Access. (laughs) And for what, John, for what? Do you realize that I have given more thought to Gavrilenko, over the past 24 hours than the three nerds who created his Wikipedia page did in the span of the time it took them to type up all four sentences that make up his Wikipedia page? (laughs) You know what else happened today in history, John? Dutch navigator Jacob Rajavine discovered Easter Island. Isn't that fucking interesting? (laughs) Is it as interesting as Yevgeny Gavrilenko getting bronze in the 1976 (laughs) Summer Olympics? I don't know. You know what else happened today? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar beat Wilt Chamberlain's all-time scoring record. Look at me, John. I'm not even legally allowed to touch a basketball (laughs) out of fear of making the sport less enticing to you the average American. Is that more interesting than the fact that oh no hope I'm sorry I can't even give you another substandard fact about Yevgeny Gavrilenko to recount for the sake of explaining to everyone here now how impossibly devoid he is of interest how dare you John Ross how dare you oh no I'm sorry but wait there is one more fact uh, I can share about Gavrilenko Uh, oh he won bronze all right for the USSR you fucking rusty
0: (laughs) very good Jeff Brown, I apologize. I'm apologizing to everyone in this one. Yeah, idea. apparently. Uh, Court Hansen, uh, today is National Rita Roadmap Day, uh, but also on this very date, 1951, the Cold War. Ethel and Julius Rosenberg were sentenced to death for spying on the Soviet for the sp- Soviet Union. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem?
6: The execution of Ethel and Julius Rosenberg was one of the first things that made me reconsider the death penalty. After all, why should the United States get to hold the rest of the world hostage with nuclear weapons, huh? To honor their legacy, (laughs) every year I take a road trip to see every execution chamber in the country. From the electric chairs of Texas to the gas chambers of Folsom Prison. I gotta see those death rooms. (laughs) (laughs) I try to get my friends and girlfriend to come with me, but every year they tell me to stop being creepy and go outside and refuse to speak to me for a few months. (laughs) What is creepy about wanting to see the very place where the state exercises its ultimate power over life and death? I mean, yes, I have a collection of Spanish Inquisition torture devices in my basement, and yes, I have a roadmap of the United States on the wall, punctuated by countless pins and strings marking the location of an execution chamber. Ever since I was a kid, my shrinks have filled my head with psychiatric doublespeak, like your obsession with honoring the legacy of the Rosenbergs' borders on masturbatory. (laughs) But I am the decider of my own fate And by gum I will see those doom closets If I want to I don't care if my friends leave me I don't care if my girlfriend Sleeps with a loaded gun under her pillow Just in case I finally snap I'm not a quote Worshipper prostrate at the altar of death I'm just a guy Who wants to go on his road trip With his buddies to see some famous American landmarks
0: Very good court Very good I trust you. (laughs) Jesse Jones. Mm. On this date, 1922, the American Birth Control League forerunner of Planned Parenthood is incorporated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also on this very date, 1994, American American singer and songwriter, guitarist, Kurt Cobain died. Uh, How'd you celebrate these two things all mixed (laughs) up?
2: I don't know if there even are any rock stars anymore today. I mean... Mick Jagger is having his heart replaced by one of Keith Richards' extra blood-resistant hearts. (laughs) Muse seems to to have been infected by a nanovirus, which is slowly transforming them into Daft Punk. And I'm pretty sure all the Red Hot Chili Peppers are in their mid to late 50s and probably own that fucking bridge by now. (laughs) (laughs) But for those that are left, they still fuck. And that's why I've developed, in association with Planned Parenthood, a new line of male <laughs> contraception and morning after pills that any rock roller or groupie hanger on can enjoy. And given that most real rockers are just living out a stunted adolescent power fantasy.
4: <laughs> that was that was rude. I didn't even have to do that.
2: You're not rockers. You're punks. We- <laughs> We, we've taken a cue from popular lines of children's <laughs> vitamins and made our pills in a variety of fun and fatal rock star shapes and flavors. <laughs> They're called the 27 Club Chewable Rock Whoopsie fix ups <laughs> Look, there's purple grape-flavored wine bottle shapes, just like Jimmy drowned himself in. <laughs> And here's green dragon fruit hypodermic needles, just like Janice would have liked. <laughs> and here's a multicolored cherry flavor pill shaped like a handful of other kinds of pills. <laughs> <laughs> Better get yours before Amy beats it to them. <laughs> and every brooding rocker's favorite, the sour apple flavored little blue shotguns. Just pop one in your mouth and all your troubles just fade away. Club 27 Chewable Rock whoopsie, (laughs) Fix-Em-Ups. The Male Oral Contraceptive and Morning After Pill. And remember, John Morris Ross IV made me write this. He's the evil one, (laughs) not me.
0: Man. So many apologies tonight. See, um, boy, right before the good part. Mm, Segment four. (laughs) Called Battle Rap It. Uh... Please compose. Please have composed a battle rap verse or two against the following foes. Um, oh no. Oh, okay. Um, Nick McGovern.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: My ex-wife.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, well, John. First of all, I want to thank you for giving me this topic because uh, um, you're welcome.
0: Hating your ex-wife is the. Uh, hold on one second. Can you go in the other room, please? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love you <laughs>
0: I'm serious huh yeah please go in the other room close the door <laughs> plug your ears also it's not
3: gonna be that bad I
0: mean he doesn't it, say Nick, say Nick doesn't know that much say it <laughs> yeah no it's alright that's fine alright Nick just the wall for the people at home
2: so episode 173 Elijah <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead.
3: Wait, wait, was I supposed to tailor s- this specifically? <laughs> no, 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 no I,
0: did, I, didn't, I didn't know they
4: were going to come with it. <laughs> 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 okay, okay.
0: <laughs> also, you're about to light your hair on fire with the, oh, t- shit. The, candle. the candle. Yeah, be very very close.
2: And I already feel terrible for insulting like the two people that come here all the time just <laughs> <Yeah>. so unnecessarily. <laughs> we're
0: walking in the whole room.
2: <laughs> oh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, so, this does not speak to the quality of the show, go. does it?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um
3: so yeah, uh hating your ex-wife is the central theme of most white rap. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored to join that lineage today. All right, let's do this. Yo. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I enjoy my life now that I'm divorced from my lame ass wife. <laughs> I rent a room. I buy my food at my at the Dollar Tree. It feels so great to finally be free. <laughs> but if you m- want to reconcile, I might consider it. But only if you will be more considerate. <laughs> Don't make me feel bad about my failed investments or you will never receive my 5.3 inches again. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I put all our money into buying a zoo. I th- saw that <laughs> Mad Damon movie and thought I could do it too. <laughs> Please take me back. I'm so so lonely. Ha ha! Psych. I'm only joking. You suck. You're lame. My life is cool. Tell your new boyfriend I'm gonna challenge him to a duel. I heard that he called me a friendless loser. Well, actually, I'm still friends with several of the animals from my zoo,
0: sir. (laughs) Fuck you. Very good. Very good. It wasn't that bad. All right, Elijah, you can come back in. It wasn't that bad. I'm going to make him do it again. I'm kidding. (laughs) Your dad overreacted. Imagine that. (laughs) Are you going to come back in, son?
2: Oh, he took the cash box and went to Dimple. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Come
0: back
5: in.
0: All right. uh, Jeff Brown, let's hear your battle rap versus Teddy Ruxpin.
5: (laughs) Finally, someone's going to take this motherfucker down. (laughs) We've waited years. Also upset there's no beat, but whatever, it's cool. I know you probably get asked that every single time <laughs> no. by a white dude who looks like me. <laughs> hey, Rux. Your rhymes suck. I'll hit stop on your tape. Your demographic, your demographic aged out, and you're 30 years late. I'm a Toys R Us kid. You're an I don't care bear. I'm rated E for everyone. You're rated D
0: for despair. <laughs> boom. Oh, boom. <laughs> boom. Boom. That was the sound of the mic dropping. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Court Hansen. Uh, let's hear your battle rap versus gummy bears.
6: First off, do you guys know what happens when you eat too many of the sugar-free gummy bears? Yes. Mm. Okay. <laughs> sugar-free gummy bears. You think you offer a tasty treat. But really, you're not so fun to eat. The fake sugar that binds your form makes my stomach feel like I've got a tapeworm. <laughs> a couple pieces, and I feel it brewing. <laughs> Inside my stomach, poop juices are stewing. <laughs> diarrhea out my butt. Diarrhea out my butt. Give me those real Haribos, please, before I shoot more diarrhea out my butt. <laughs>
0: Very good, Court. Jesse Jones, Mm -hmm. let's hear your battle rap uh, versus Frosty the Snowman. All right. Let's see.
2: I had a good cadence down earlier when I was writing this. I don't know if I got it now. All right. Ahem. Mm. (laughs) Snowman? Oh, hell no, man. (laughs) No way, your two cold eyes can see my flow, man. (sighs) If he had knees, they'd be shaken from the lyrical beating you about to be taken. About to slap that stupid hat off of your head, leave you just a pile of snow, basically dead. <laughs> Somebody should have told you you don't already know. With rhymes this fire, you can't handle me, Snow. <laughs> just running around town and endangering kids? That ain't me saying that, your own theme song did. Goddamn, Frosty, you just making me sick. With your corn cob pipe and your carrot dick. Now freeze. Freeze. <laughs> You got no Grinch, no misfit toys, no deep Bible message from a blanket-holding boy, no claymation, barely animation. We as a nation couldn't wait to change the station. <laughs> and as I'm, burning you, as I'm burning you down, I can hear you say that you'll come back and battle me another day. Big talk from a bucket on the back of a sleigh. I'll just pour you down the drain and send you on your way.
4: <laughs> oh, snap Oh, my God.
2: That was battle rap it put more effort into this battle rap verse than I have since you've introduced this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that speaks
0: well or no, ill. No, it was good. I liked it. It was great. Alright, this is the end of the show. Uh, almost. It's almost the end of the show. Uh, called Department of Tourism. Uh, congrats, everyone. You've all been hired as tourism directors of the following places. Uh, make us want to come there, visit, live, and or whatever. You know. um, McGavern. Take us to Bebopatopia. Okay. <laughs> this is spelled Beep Oh, wait, no. And it's whoa. All based around Beep Boopatopia. Beep Very sorry. <laughs> I
3: just want to make sure the people know. Beep it would not make boop-a-topia. any sense if I. <laughs> <Utopia>. <laughs> so, <laughs> Beep is, simply put, the cleanest city on earth. Not in terms of trash. Actually, Beep has is a higher than average amount of trash scattered around its streets. Now, Batopia is the cleanest city because it is the first city in human history to have successfully eliminated human swearing. Uh, each citizen of <laughs> Batopia is required to have a chip surgically implanted into their voice box that detects curse words and automatically bleeps them out. This might sound restrictive, but it's actually the opposite. No real swearing means no more holding back. Swear at your boss, swear at a cop, swear at a funeral. Nobody will be able to get mad because they don't know what you're saying. And not just regular swear words, either. You can even say slurs if you want. (laughs) Sing along with rap songs (laughs) guilt-free. If someone cuts you off in traffic, just let loose, okay? (laughs) What in other cities would be considered a torrent of vile hate speech, in Beboobatopia, sounds more like experimental house music. (laughs) So move to Beboobatopia right away, or I'll... (laughs) (laughs) You, you stupid... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Very good.
0: I'm so glad you corrected me. I'm a stupid, stupid person. I apologize. (laughs) Beep. Boop utopia. Jeff Brown, take us to Bangville. (laughs) (laughs) You
5: don't have to ask me twice. (laughs) That would be nice to be asked twice, though. (laughs) Take us to Bangville, please. Curvaceous hills, (laughs) erect mountain peaks. Moist wetlands, deep crevasses, inviting sinkholes, forests of rock hard, petrified trees, hot, gushing natural geysers. These are just some of the natural wonders waiting for you in Bangville. Bangville, with its sister cities, Fuck Town in Japan. <laughs> and Koytisberg in Sweden, is America's first all-male populated city. (laughs) Devoid of women and populated solely by guys who thought it would be hilarious to live in a town called Bangville, this quiet hamlet features the fastest internet speeds in the Western Hemisphere, as well as the fewest sticks of deodorant per capita for five years running. Looking for a relaxing getaway? Enjoy Bangville's quiet beaches adorned with the piercing pale bodies of hundreds of 20-somethings who somehow find time to shame women for their appearance online while simultaneously getting worse at breathing while stationary. (laughs) Ladies, your white whale awaits. Looking for an active nightlife? Try any one of Bangville's 45 Taco Bell drive-thru locations. And blow off steam at any of the various Halo and Call of Duty tournaments taking place at the largest <laughs> concentration of GameStop locations known to man. Show us your gaming skills. No girls allowed it. <laughs> so when planning your next trip, consider Bangville. Population, me
0: and your mom. <laughs> Very good. Very good job. Court, take us to Buttervania. Buttervania.
6: Hello there. (laughs) I'm Elijah. No, it it was totally coincidental. (laughs) And I'm here to welcome you to my own private corner of central Pennsylvania. You see, I've been exiled by my Amish brethren because all I think about is that sweet, salty butter. Whether I'm spreading it on hot toast or turning it the the old-fashioned way, just like Ma used to do, it's my favorite part of the day. I formed my own community of like-minded butter barons who shun every teaching of the Amish that doesn't involve making or eating butter. <laughs> Which is like half of all Amish belief. If you're getting bored of the same old Lancaster sights and want to see something that is basically the same but full of churned heavy cream instead of horse buggies, Buttervania's the place for you. Ride a gondola through a margarine canal, or go to a spa for a butter facial. (laughs) Here in Buttervania, we literally will not let you sleep until you force down at least three sticks of unsalted butter. It's a local tradition. Sip on a melted butter cocktail while you feel the summer breeze blowing across the butter district, or enjoy a night with your special someone at the Butter Lover Hotel featuring hot tubs, Filled with, you guessed it, (laughs) hot (laughs) butter. There's no escaping from Buttervania. Not unless you're willing to debase your body with our number one export, Buttervania. When you're here, you're eating butter. (laughs) 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 Very good, Court.
2: Very good. Before we get to it, since you're going to start the track, uh, I'm just going to say for something as stupid as what I'm... What I've got next, uh, the other half of the audience that left didn't fucking deserve it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys. You guys deserve this. <laughs> Very good. Jesse Jones, take us to M-ton. m mm. Mm.
1: Everyone here is unreasonably beautiful. (laughs) Everything here is unbelievably delicious. Zen, you bet your ass. All products and services in town are brought to us by the 3M Corporation. All meals include at least one course of Campbell's soup. Everyone only ever half hears what you say, but they're pretty sure they understood and agree. There is never not someone excitedly fuckable slowly walking just across the street from you. (laughs) Those shorts are short. Are those knee socks? there are no second thoughts here. The letter H is banished from this land. (laughs) The crash test dummies live here. (laughs) That sounds reasonable. mode of transportation is cruise ship (laughs) move to (laughs) (laughs) today
0: oh my god that was great that was was great I don't know (laughs) Uh, that's the end of Stab, <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, one more time for all the comedians you saw tonight. Nick McGavern, Jeff Brown, Court Hansen, Jesse Jones. Uh, if you'd like to hear more Stab, come look at it online somewhere. It's somewhere out there. Or come join us every Friday night at 10, 15-ish, whenever we decide to start. Uh, I'm your
4: host, John Morris Rastaforthy.